As you move into your older and wiser years, you may have questions about your finances, your health, or what to do for fun, besides watching young people try to figure life out. The next hour is dedicated to you. Only the good die This is 50 Plus with Doug Pike. Because women never age, and old school will always be cool. 50 Plus, brought to you by the UT Health Consortium on Aging. Informed decisions for a healthier, happier life. And by Incredible. If a stain seems indelible, you haven't tried Incredible. Now... Here's Doug Pike. Thursday edition of the program starts right now. Welcome to 50 Plus again. Place where seniors can turn to hear about pretty much anything and everything that matters to us. Some of the things I talk about matter mostly to seniors, especially the, the health-related topics that we'll cover. And some, some of these things we talk about should really matter to pretty much anybody who's made it past middle school. And certainly anyone old enough to vote or sign a contract. Think back to when we were young. Maybe around my excellent producer Will Melbourne's age. Most of us probably felt sort of like Will, I'm guessing, feels these days. I can't speak for him, and I didn't tell him I was going to do this. But I do believe, he's staring at me now. Or you? No, you're napping, aren't you? <laughs> you told me you were tired. It's okay, take a little nap. This will only take a few minutes. I'll wake you back up when it's over. But most of us probably felt in our youth, in our 20s, sort of like Will feels these days. Uh, I believe him to be of strong character and sound, independently thinking mind, which I think is fantastic. And those two qualities in tandem can take him far in life, just as they've done for me. I never really, I, I never really just took for granted that everything people were telling me, even though they were authority figures, politicians, I never took that stuff to be true until I vetted it out myself. And I would bet you that Will, when I'll bet you, Will, now that you're awake, that when you reach my age, you'll feel pretty good about what you've done in this world. I really do. I think you're going to be successful. I truly do. I hope you recognize that. Oh, you're busy again, aren't you? I mean, I really hope so, Doug. I really hope so. I think you will be. No no fooling. Now, the the interesting thing about Will and me, I think, is that we're, we're 40 years apart in age. And change, actually, and have very different views on some points, but we listen to each other and we have conversations about pretty much anything. And we've never devolved into a shouting match. I doubt either of us gets offended easily either because we realize that how other people think or what they think of us isn't nearly so important as how we conduct ourselves and how true we stay to ourselves. Will's a calm person, too, and calm people have a tremendous capacity for listening, and for learning. Quick sidebar, science actually researched and proved that if you want people to really hear what you're saying, bring your volume down to nearly a whisper. The louder you scream, the more people turn you out. If you whisper, their fear of missing out kicks in. They don't want to miss something that you've said that would be super important. They're going to lean forward. They're going to listen with both ears. And in my case, if my wife's trying to tell me something without my son hearing, I actually might have to cut my hands over my ears. It's that bad. Yes, it is. 
I'm going to have to deal with that. So, Will, I have great respect for you. Do well in life, young man, and, and congratulations, by the way, on finding your new place to live. When do you move? Well, you know, that's the uh, that's the next development is that. So we, we got accepted to the place, but the current tenant is kind of uh, – he has ghosted the management oh, team. No. So – when we visited, we saw the entire thing was packed up, so he <laughs> he was ready to go. Oh, he's ready but, to go, but he just hasn't gone? Uh, he just hasn't gone, so... Have they checked in the closets? Maybe he's <laughs> a foul play or something. Maybe. Who knows? So so his stuff is still in the place? I And uh, presumably he's still in the place as well. He won't answer the door? He or won't the answer phone? Or the phone or anything, so... Uh, kick it in. His lease is up, right? But his lease is up. Open so, it up. Yeah. Put that stuff on the curb. Help him carry it out. Really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just watch your back. I'll be like, I just got these uh, storage pods. You know, how about I load, yeah. unload all of my stuff and you load in all of your yeah, stuff? Yeah, there you go. Do a switcheroo. The old switcheroo. All right. That's a good idea. Well, I wish you well. I'm sorry to hear that bad news. Holy cow. All dressed up and no place to go. I, um, I... I looked at oil. Let's see what it is right now. Oil, in case you didn't remember when we were all just gasping for air when it was $120 a barrel. Oil right now trading at $87.76. Now, before you get too excited, remember that the price of oil has to go way down before the approval rating of our president will come back up. And that's what's in play right now. I am 100% convinced that we're going to continue to see this because there's no other explanation for it, really. We we could have brought the cost of oil down anytime we wanted to. But with approval ratings in Washington so low, record lows, inflation at record highs— and all of the other things that are going on in this world of ours, in this country of ours, they need to prop something up. They need to, to have something to smile about. Well, they can't make food prices go down. They can't make the costs of goods and services go down because they don't really get to pick those numbers. But they can make it easier to transport things. They can make it easier for us to fill up our tanks and maybe go for a fun little quick vacation before school starts. All those things that they need so that they get happier about what's going on. Less than 90 bucks a barrel. Bear in mind that the number we're looking for is about maybe $70, 72 maybe 68 somewhere in there. It's going to ease back up if... It, it, well, it'll fly up like a bottle rocket if nothing changes in Congress in the midterms. Mark my words. If you are in the market for a beautiful custom home, things have gone your way, you're ready to retire, you're ready to upsize, you're ready to downsize, you want to build a castle, you want to build a quiet little hacienda in the woods or on the beach, go to Kirk Homes, Kirk Custom Homes, a third-generation builder, that does nothing but exquisite work. They have a Southern Living Showcase home you can walk through in Texas Grand Ranch and see for yourself what true attention to detail means. Now, that home won't be your dream home, uh, unless there's maybe some tremendous coincidence, but you will see how they go about building a home. 
What you won't see that everybody gets is a 20-year structural warranty. What you won't see that everybody gets, unless you really pay attention, is two-by-six exterior walls for 50% more insulation against our Texas weather. Three generations making dream homes reality from the coast all the way up through the hill country. They're also a preferred builder in Republic Grand Ranch, by the way. Go to the website, take a look around, then set yourself an appointment and go talk to them. Get to know these people. They're good people. I've known them for probably a dozen years or more now. KirkHolmes.com. That's K-U-R-K. Because at Kirk Holmes, it's all about you. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like the potential to participate in credited interest from market indexed returns and limit the downside? Join Michael Mazur for the Retirement and Income Radio Show on AM 950 KPRC, Sundays at 9 a.m. As a senior, I and all of you who also qualify have specific physical medical needs. Our health is managed differently than that of someone in their 40s or their 30s or their 20s. You need that help, and you can get it at UT Health Science Center's Consortium on Aging, where they practice nothing but senior medicine. You're not going to see little kids around, running around there with, with runny noses. You're not going to see middle-aged people in there for, for whatever they get. I can't even remember back, that far back. Go to the website and learn. Everybody at UT Health Science Center's Consortium on Aging is specially trained in senior medicine so that if you present to them with a certain set of symptoms, they'll have a really good idea what's going on with you. And they'll either tell you they need to run more tests, tell you they need to make sure this is not that. Or they might just say to you, you know, that just comes with the territory. Congratulations, you've lived long enough to get that. And it's nothing to worry about. UTH.edu slash aging. Go look at that website. Go see what they can do for you. UTH.edu slash aging. What's life without a nap? I suggest you go to bed and sleep it off. Just wait until the show's over, sleepy. Back to Doug Pike as 50 Plus continues. All right, welcome back to 50 Plus. Thanks for listening. I certainly do appreciate it. Let me get this page of notes because I'm going to need it over here. (sighs) 50 Plus. Think about that. That's an age that really shouldn't sound terribly old because it's not. When I look back at 50, I see a guy who could still do a lot of things quite well. Still had some athleticism, still plenty of stamina, still sharp mentally. The only thing that's really starting to get to me now is heat. And my next guest is going to tell us why. Houston Summers cannot be taken lightly. Welcome back to 50 Plus, Dr. John Higgins. How the heck are you? Hey, Doug, fantastic. Yes, I'm weathering the heat uh, pretty well and um, spending a little bit more time in the swimming pool and a bit less time pounding the pavements at uh, you. You know, midday. <laughs> Dr. Higgins, a cardiologist with UT Health Houston, I've, I've turned to him for help with a number of things. I have spent a lot of time outdoors this past couple of months, Doc, and noticed some some subtle changes in the way my body reacts now to extreme heat. Since we're going to talk specifically about hearts here, let's just dive right into it. How should a healthy senior's heart react, if at all, to exercise or activity in 100-degree heat? Well, the first uh, thing is, Doug, the body has to 
cool down fast. And so what that means is you need to be well hydrated mm -hmm. and, you know, the blood vessels that are running kind of in the, just underneath the skin, they have to dilate because that's how you kind of like, you know, get the heat out of right. the body. So if someone uh, is not that healthy, you know, particularly if they've had heart problems or, or even just their heart is not, you know, 100% because they have bad high blood pressure, that can really, you know, that extra stress at that time can kind of uh, uh, play, uh, uh, play a role in, getting them heated up. And also some of the medicines that they might be taking for their heart or for other medical conditions. You know, for example, you know, common medicine that we use a thing like a beta blocker. Um, you know, when we need to pump that blood, more blood to the skin, you know, we have to speed the heart rate up and get that blood there. Well, you know, if someone's on a beta blocker, that might be tough. Also, if someone's taking an antihistamine, you know, that's going to impair their ability to sweat. And, you know, sweating combined with that blood flow to the skin, that's how we actually, you know, the evaporation, that's how we actually cool down. Sure. So um, certainly if they're, if they're a, uh, a 50 year old that is kind of like physiologically, you know, like a 40 year old and they're healthy and they don't have any major medical problems and not taking medicines um, and they're exercising regularly, then they'll certainly be able to handle it a bit better. But we still do recommend Doug, you know, avoid the, you know, exercise early, um, you know, or late, you know, stay out of that zone of the 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. if you're going outside. I got to go when I get a tea time, Doc. Yeah. So you, you mentioned <laughs> antihistamine, Dr. John Higgins on 50 Plus. You mentioned antihist antihistamines. Is that my, that's my Zyrtec like that I'm taking for my allergies and stuff? Is that right? Yeah. So yes, what? Doug, and, and this is, this is, no. Most people, the good news is, you know, most people run into more problems in the spring with their allergies. Right, you know, yeah, I'm not they, taking they it they much now. Cut. Yeah, uh, you know, and I, I had the same thing. You know, in March, uh, April, I was, uh, you know, on the Zyrtec or whatever. But, um, uh, if you know, it's something to be aware of if they are taking them, that they probably, uh, you know, should be aware that they're not going to sweat as much. So it might be, you know, just a simple matter of them taking some extra water with them and, you know, splashing it on their skin so to, that can help to uh, dehydrate or, of course, I mean, to, to um, uh, you know, get that uh, uh, skin uh, hydrated so that it can actually evaporate and, and cool them down. Or, you know, it might be that they, um, on the days they're going to be exercising outdoors, you know, maybe hold off on taking the antihistamine until they've exercised, you know, so do it, you know, take it later in the day. Um, and, and also, Doug, you know, another common medicine now heart patients take are... Um, uh, things like Lasix, you know, those are those water tablets, diuretics. Right. Well, you know, um, anything that's going to um, strip away uh, fluid from you, and that includes uh, not only the diuretics, but also things like caffeine and alcohol. I mean, they, they can dehydrate you as well. So you got to, again, try to avoid those before you... Um, uh, go out, you know, uh, at your tea time, but certainly, you know, after you've finished with your exercise for the day, um, uh, you know, you should be good to go, but make sure you're hydrating before, during, and after the um, exercise as well, Doug. Are there any specific heart-related symptoms that we might notice if we're getting overheated? I mean, I know about, you know, if you're not sweating, you're in trouble. If you start feeling right. dizzy and disoriented and you're slurring, all these things that I understand about heat, exhaustion, and mm -hmm. heat stroke 
But what about specific to the heart? Is there anything you might feel in your, in your chest that's heat-related? Yes, Doug. I mean, certainly someone who has coronary disease, uh, mm-hmm. for example, uh, they may know about it or they may not know about it. If they are finding that they're getting more chest discomfort or pressure, you know, when they're out in the heat exercising, um, or if they, you know, are suddenly, you know, starting to feel like some nausea or vomiting, uh, just more fatigue than usual. Headache is a big one, you know, okay. with, um, uh, with heart patients. Uh, like you said, you know, someone who's disoriented, confused, or, or just uh, their muscles um, uh, might start getting more cramped up or twitching. Those are sort of things, and certainly someone that has a heart condition, like they may have an arrhythmia or an irregular heartbeat, if that plays up, or someone with heart failure, if they're noticing they're piling on more fluid in their legs, you know, then they, these are oh, sort of yeah. things. So, you know, essentially, if things are, are getting worse for them, Doug, uh, you know, with their known medical condition, or they notice any of those things um, uh, that we talked about, you know, nausea, vomiting, fatigue, headache, disorientation, confusion, muscle twitches, that sort of thing. Um, They should probably stop what they're doing and, you know, cool down. But make sure they take plenty of uh, water with them, Doug, when they're on their, um, uh, uh, you know, exercise workout, especially outside. I want to kind of emphasize how important it is at our ages as seniors, okay, if we're out there, Having fun, doing whatever we're doing, playing playing golf comes to mind because I do that a lot with some of these in in the afternoon sometimes, even when it's super hot. But if you're starting to feel badly on the golf course or even just walking around a trail near your house, wherever you are outside, and you're with a bunch of your friends, there's no no reason whatsoever not to just say, "Hey, I've got to stop." You got to throw in the towel and know when you've had enough. Otherwise, you're just going to make it worse, aren't you? Can't be embarrassed. Oh, Doug, absolutely. You know, and, and you're right, Doug. You know, there's a bit of peer group pressure sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if it's a group of old friends getting together. And, you know, you don't want to be the one to uh, be a party pooper type of thing. But um, sometimes, you know, it's worth it. And, and even if it might be just as simple as, uh, as a matter of, hey, look, you know, um, why don't we take this indoors after uh, this hole, you know, and then sure. we'll, um, we'll go to the, uh, uh, the 19th hole or whatever. Um, and, Doug, I've got a little... Thing I, it's, I call it beat the heat, and each of the words of the uh, each of the letters of the word heat are my little t- tips for people. I got about um, a minute to go. Let's yep. use it. Okay, okay. H, hydrate. That means oh, you yeah. know before, during, and after your exercise. Make sure and and you know with water or Gatorade. E, early or late in the day for your exercise, and E for wear evaporative clothing yeah so those are the things they are light colored you know they're breathable those clothes okay acclimatize you know so if you're moving if you're going to be going to a hot area it takes about two weeks to acclimatize give yourself plenty of time uh you know and slowly build up your your workout and also a for avoid caffeine alcohol diuretics and histamines and then t is for tone it down so decrease your intensity of your exercise, especially on those hot days, split it up. And T4, if you actually have a temperature, you know, you've got a little bit of a fever, don't exercise. So right. they're my tips for beating the heat, Doug. Hydration, early and late, acclimate. That's that's what, that's the reason yep. I'm still out there when it's 100 degrees. I don't want to be that guy who can't go out there anymore when it's 100. Yes. I'll slow down a little bit, but I'll still end up yep. hitting 150 balls in the afternoon. I can't help myself, That's Doc. right. I want to live to you, post Doug. another bad golf score tomorrow, you know? 
All right, Dr. John Higgins, thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure as always, my friend. I appreciate your time. Okay. Yes, sir. Take care, Doug. Uh Uh-huh. Adios. U.S. Law Shield is there for you if you are a member of U.S. Law Shield for a very nominal fee monthly. It just it goes away. You won't miss it, and you will be glad you've got it if you need it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you, heaven forbid, are called upon to draw and or fire your weapon in defense of the things that are defensible with lethal force in Texas, there's a lot of them, you need U.S. Law Shield, you will make a phone call. Once the smoke clears and the dust settles and the police are on their way to whatever happened, you make a phone call to U.S. Law Shield and they will attach to your case a gun rights attorney. And that person will be with you all the way through the process, even if it goes to the courts, even if it goes through an appeal for no additional legal fees. Go to their website, take a look at the seminars they host around town pretty much on a weekly basis or so. You'll hear from gun rights attorneys and law enforcement in those. Or take a look at the downloadable guides they've made available at that website. All kinds of valuable information that regard your legal protection for self-protection. USLawShield.com. That's the website. Go check it out there. USLawShield.com. Now, they sure don't make them like they used to. That's why every few months, we wash them, check his fluids, and spray on a fresh coat of wax. This is 50 Plus with Doug Pike. All right, welcome back to 50 Plus. Thanks for listening. My name's Doug Pike. Will Melbourne is on the other side of the room. Remember back in the old days, and I actually think I've heard a few more contemporary radio hosts still say behind the glass. That's just so passe now. Gosh, if you hear that, just know that if I heard it too, I'm cringing. Hey, hey Will, I, I may have found somebody who can help you get your move done. Oh, really? Yeah. It just just imagine this, okay? This guy, where is he from? Does it say? It doesn't say. Guy and his wife hired his mother to house sit and watch the dog for a week. While they were out, I guess, vacationing or doing whatever they wanted to do. And when they came back, guess what mom had done? Did she rearrange? She didn't just rearrange, dude. She repainted every room in the house, hung pictures on the walls where there were no pictures before, and hung a shop light over the kitchen table. Oh, man. That's what mom did. Oh, you want me to bring her down for you? I think I'm all right. I'm just <laughs> renting places right now. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. They probably wouldn't take kindly to mom showing up and, and redecorating the entire place. That's kind of rough. <sighs> I want to give you one more, and then I'll go back to some serious stuff. And it, it's a there's so many here today, really. Um, oh, I, this is one of my favorites, and I'll talk about this on Saturday, I can assure you. Some woman in Ohio, in rural Ohio, and you would have to think, claims to have, well, she thinks anyway that she's gotten the first audio recording of Bigfoot. Yes, I know that would raise your attention level. Can you give me a little impression of it? Yeah, it's going to sound like this. I'll bet you. Because wildlife experts are saying, now it's just a coyote calling out to its pack. That's all. Just a coyote. Now, some guy did get 
I saw a video not 20 minutes ago. What time? Well, no, it had to be more than that. 40 minutes ago, let's call it, 45 of the first actual recordings. And this is interesting for anybody who is interested in beachfront life, in, in sea life. The first actual audio recordings of sounds being made by stingrays. Who knew stingrays made, made sounds? It's a clicking noise, and I don't know what how they're doing it, whatever. But as these stingrays, and they've gotten them from two or three different stingrays, once they kind of figured out what was going on, they they followed more of them with video and audio recording the whole time. And it's just like a, that's all it is. But what more could you expect from a stingray, really? I don't know what else there would be. It'd be nice if they would make that sound right before they stab you in the ankle when you're trying to go wade fishing somewhere. Have you ever had any kind of an encounter that you know of with a stingray? Yes, I remember uh, fishing off the uh, fishing in Galveston one time. There was a bunch okay. of them just like going through. And oh, oh! Almost, underneath you were on a pier and you yes. saw them all. Yeah, the yeah. migration. That was those, about it. Those were probably cow rays, actually. Oh, they look. They just don't have the long tail. They look well, kind of like a that's my one ray experience. Ray, okay, I have actually seen. Um, I dove with manta ray. Well, a manta ray once. Um, leopard rays I've seen in the wild. Many, many stingrays. Tons of cow rays. The stingray, one of the dumbest things I almost ever did, I was racing down the beach in the Chandelure Islands trying to catch up with a school of Spanish mackerel. In the, boy, this is a Saturday morning story if ever there was one, and it has been. But I'm racing down the beach trying to catch up with this school of mackerel and make a, a lure, cast a lure into them to catch another one. And there's a little tidal pool up on the beach. And it's six yards wide and maybe 20 yards long. And four or five inches deep, and I'm just splashing through this thing at full speed back when I was young enough to run really fast, and I look in about, I don't know, about eight or nine feet in front of me, just as I leave the ground, okay, I'm running and jumping and splashing through this water, and just a few feet in front of me is a little dinner plate-sized stingray, and my foot is headed right for it, man, and on the way down, I still had the dexterity and the agility to kind of hopscotch that thing and go for the the two three instead of just the one or the four and just straddle that little beast and as soon as both feet hit that water it just shot out from under me thank god it did that but i almost came down just right on top of that thing and if i had that little barb on that thing probably about maybe two inches long two and a half and it would have just rammed right into my achilles tendon i just know it would Oh, I just for that moment while I was in the air, it was like something out of the Matrix, man. I just, oh, no. And I made it. I made it. Yeah, so she thought she saw big or heard Bigfoot, but she didn't. More than 100. But here's some good news, okay? How much time do I have? Oh, just a minute or two? Then I'll do the good news, and then I'll come back with something a little bit more serious later. More than 100 people in Indiana found out that a kid who was selling his pig in the 4-H auction, uh, his mom was fighting cancer and not at any place free, which I don't know that there are any places like that for for adults. I know of one for kids, and maybe I'll talk about St. Jude sometime. I know I will. It's one of my my favorite trips I ever made. Uh, Deliberately went to a hospital. I got to go over to Memphis and and see St. Jude 
right straight up front line, everything that goes on over there, and that was pretty pretty special. I'll talk about that some other time. 100 people pooled their money at this 4-H auction this past week to help that kid. His pig sold for $102,000, which I suspect will cover most of that boy's mother's medical bills. I hope it covers it all. If it doesn't, they need to start over and get him another pig. One in three people, Will, which side of this are you on? One in three people say finding bugs in their home makes them want to just burn the whole place down? No, I, I'm not a burn the whole place oh, my down. Word. I'm, just I'm get just, the bug out. Yeah, just get it out. I had to That's do that last mean. night. I was just about to fall asleep. Just, I mean, boy, my head was on the pillow. I had gone through my routine. Oh, and it just felt just so relaxed, and I want to go to bed. And then I hear this, Doug, come here now. And I know what that means. It only means one thing. It means there's a bug in the house, something something big and bad and mean and scary. And, and I don't mind. It's my wife calling me, and it's, that's just her, and she doesn't like bugs, and she doesn't like to mess with them. And it was a she, she told me she's a giant roach. So where? We, I mean, the exterminator was just here. And I looked down behind the little corner table where it had – it had repelled, I'm sure, to the the floor after that scream, and there stood a cricket, just a, a humble little cricket. Said, "I got you covered, bro." Picked that cricket up and took him outside and set him free, and I'm sure he was glad to be there, and I was glad to go back to bed. Incredible is the stain remover that you should have on hand. Period. It will take stains old and new out of carpets, out of rugs, out of clothing, out of furniture, out of the upholstery in your car, pretty much anywhere. It works just about every time. Now, there are things, if you read the label, you'll see places where, yeah, maybe not try it here. But in the Pike household, where it's been kind of a no-holds-barred assault on stains for the past 20-something years, Incredible has been on the front lines in the Pike House and is batting 1,000. I have not yet found, and every time, knock on wood, because I have not yet found a stain that Incredible wouldn't get out of our carpet, of our furniture, of our rugs, anywhere, clothing. It's very safe for children and pets. It's a water-based formula, water and magic. That's, that's the only way I can describe it because I have no idea what the secret ingredients are. But whatever they are, they work. Ask for it by name at HEB, most fine hardware stores, anywhere else. It's a white bottle with blue and red lettering. Once you see it, you'll never forget it. Once you use it, you'll never go without it. Incredible. Aged to perfection. This is 50 Plus with Doug Pike. Good song or bad song? I mean, if I'm playing it, it's got to be pretty good, right? You would think. You know, that's that's one of the ones that's for me is kind of in the middle. I don't think I would I would go to the effort to turn it off or turn it down if it came on while I was listening to the radio. But nor would I go looking for it deliberately. It's a good song. It's a good old song. 
forty percent of forty seven percent actually of people said they'd be happier if they avoided the news for a month. You know who disagrees with that? People older than sixty five who said they were more likely to say they'd be less happy without the news. That's, we want to be informed, and I do think that, and again, I'm not speaking for Will, but I, I, I have an idea that he wants to keep up with what's going on around him, more so than maybe some people in his age group. Am I right about that, Will, or do you just not care about the news at all? Well, it's, it's okay either way. I mean, I do, I do care about the news. I think sometimes it does get a bit overwhelming though yeah I mean, and it especially just, it just now. keeps coming at you yes and it keep and they keep what bothers me as a as a former newspaper guy 23 years of it is that we had very strict rules about the difference between a column and a news story very strict rules and if you were if you were writing a column you were entitled to inject your opinion if you were writing a news story the goal of that news story, and it wasn't going to go to print until it achieved that goal, was for the reader to get from start to finish in that story and not know what you felt about it, not know what the writer thought about the particular issue. Either way, the objective of a news story, and it should be the same in print, in radio, in, in anywhere, is to, if it's news, then it should cover both sides. It should tell both sides of the story. And then presume the listener or the reader or the viewer to be smart enough to form their own opinion. And I think people are smart enough to form their own opinions if they're given both sides of a story. The trouble with especially television journalism now and print, and there's a reason so many papers are failing, and print is that they're getting only one side of the story. And I think a, 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 an independently thinking person gets bored with hearing the same thing over and over, knowing that with any two issues, there are two sides to the story. But if you're only hearing one, at some point you've got to scratch your head and say, hey, hey wait a minute, wait a minute, it's messed up. In case you missed it, because the major networks don't give these kinds of stories much play, the House of Representatives passed a bill that bans the sale of what are so often and so incorrectly defined as this blanket definition of assault rifles. That bill has very little chance of making it through the Senate, but it's a clear indication of what's ahead should the other side of this stubbornly divided aisle maintain power after the midterms. Meanwhile, yet another bill waiting for votes that would put this country of ours nearly another trillion dollars in debt under the guise of being a cure for inflation and recession, which we may or may not be in just now, depending on whose definition you want to believe. I find it very interesting that uh, some of the most prominent issues in front of our country right now can't be dealt with, can't be explained to us commoners, except by changing the definitions of keywords and phrases that are deliberately intended to manipulate the data and spend these dreadful negatives into things that don't sound it doesn't sound quite so bad if you just if you just change the definition recession well says washington some people might say that but since the 100 year old definition that we've always worked with doesn't seem to work right now in their favor the way they see it 
they're not entirely kind of sort of maybe almost just right on the edge of her session. Maybe we're here. Maybe we're not there. I don't know. They don't really want to talk about it. It's like, are, are we in the pool or not? We just jumped off the diving board. We have passed the apex of our beautiful leap. We're falling with all the velocity gravity gives us. We've hit the water. We're wet up to our chins. But since our heads are still above water for the next nanosecond, well, technically we're not in the pool. Almost in. Almost drowning. Not yet. Crisis at the board. You can't say crisis anymore, at least not around the White House or in daily press conferences. Call it a situation, maybe. But you can't say that word about record-setting illegal immigration happening along the Texas border. I have lived long enough to see the definitions of a lot of words come to include additional meanings. Bad started meaning good, what, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Gosh, it may have been 40 years ago. Michael Jackson, he's hollering about being bad. That means he's good, cool, and hot. Pretty much interchangeable now unless you're talking about the weather. That I understand. Different generations need words they can call their own and define however they like so that those words ultimately, historically, will define them. There's a lot of words like that if you think about it. I make a living with words, and I have for 40 years. I write them. I speak them with a, with a southern accent, granted. But that's just me being true to myself. As a writer, I've come across situations where a specific word isn't quite right for what I'm trying to convey. And rather than change the definition of that word, I'll just choose a different word. If you, if you don't want to use the word recession, then, then use a word that describes being where we are. You have to use the correct word. You just have to use the correct words matter. And just now, every one of us had better be paying attention to every word we're being told by politicians. Interesting thing about politics and politicians, we know that when one says something and his or her opponent says the opposite, one of them's lying. Take a good look at this country right now. Flip back a few pages to see where we were as a nation just two years ago. Open your mind because that's the only way new ideas can get in. And ask yourself who's lying. We got to go. I'll see you tomorrow. Adios.